0: Soccer Show. My name is Taylor Rockwell. I am looking at my my guest hosts, my guests for the day uh, via the magic of the interwebs. We've got Alexis and Christian from the Cooligans, Fellas, it is very good to have you back on the show. It's been way too long. Y'all have been busy. You've been around the world. Now you're here with us. Alexis and Christian. I'll see Christian first. Hey, Christian. How you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, thank you so much for addressing me first, yeah. as uh, you yeah. know, my writer stated. Oh,
0: did. Uh, <laughs> <yes. You laughs> no, guys, thank you. I, we tried to honor your writer. We we took the M and M's out. We made sure the pyrotechnics were safe. A lot of really specific progi- provisions for you all, including Alexis wanted like leopard print everything, which felt very demanding for just staying in his apartment. But you know, we, we try to accommodate Alexis for people who can't see head to toe leopard print. Now, Alexis, That's good to right. see you too. That's
2: okay. right, and uh, thank you for addressing me second as my ride or die uh <laughs> requested.
1: uh honored to be here Yeah, uh it it has been uh way too yeah. long, so uh thank you.
0: Yeah, and I've been watching some of y'all's stuff. Uh, it's very enjoyable, but you seem to be like guerrilla podcasting these days. You were at the New York Comedy Club. You were at a, a hotel, I believe, before that. Have you all been outlawed? Are you on the run? Are you broadcasting different locations? Like,
2: Yo, we ain't got no home, bro. Uh, I'm kind of wondering. Uh, yeah, we, Christian we, and I had this conversation. Kind of, go ahead. I was going to say, we
1: got warrants. We're changing our phone number every three <laughs> That's days. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. That's what
2: I'm worried about. I'm wearing a fake mustache. He's like, dude, you have a beard. That don't work. <laughs> just so shut up you snitching, bro we don't, we don't do snitching around here no uh, well, anyway my name is Balexis Barrera <laughs> yes, see, see, no no
0: now I'm suspicious they will never catch us bro <laughs> uh,
1: no we uh ever since uh you know we we recently left uh, uh Fubo TV uh you know for the last two what two, two and a half years we've been uh filming uh, you know our show from home as as a lot of people a lot of podcasts have been doing and we said, hey, you know, the the for a comedy show about soccer, the 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 biggest challenge for us, like when when we're just on screen seeing each other, it's not the same as if we're in the same room. You know, we're, we're vaxxed, we're boosted. Being as cautious and safe as possible, uh, but we for 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 the show to really be fun and exciting, uh, it, it it's at its best when Alexis and I are, are in the same room, as close as possible yeah. to each other. <laughs>
2: Hell yeah, bro! Holding hands under the table. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think I think what, what, what one of the big conversations Christian and I had when we knew we were going to leave Fubo is like, all right, we have X amount of money we can afford, and before we started, we talked about how expensive studios are in New York City but uh we talked about like all right do we spend all this money on on a studio and then we still have to do everything ourselves or can we get like people around us that can help us with like editing and stuff like mm-hmm. that and then allow us to create more and if we did that what do we do and we came to the decision that like if our show is about the culture of being a fan the culture of you know being for the people that go to the you know go to the matches march the matches go to the pubs beforehand go tailgating if we're going to be about that let's make the background be that so mm-hmm also being comics we get access to comedy clubs comedy clubs aren't doing anything during the day so we're like yo let's let's go stream the show from the places that like we're familiar with that the places that soccer fans can hang out at and so we're trying to expand on that a little bit and we want to travel like we'd love to go to richmond and we love to go everywhere we love to do the show from the places where you know sort of soccer fandom exists
0: yeah i like it now there was no there were no people in at, at the comedy club when y'all did that. Show, no. right? I know because it sounded like a normal live show for you guys, but I just want to make sure that there was nobody there.
2: No, we're going to we're we're talking about adding uh, potential fans, but, you know, we're doing the shows live. So now every time we record an episode, we're we're streaming that on YouTube as well. Uh, so there's still kind of people there, but we didn't want to have to deal with like, you know, having the club go out and get like bartenders for midday and maybe yeah. wait staff and all the stuff, seats, tickets, the whole nine. So we're like, yo, let's just do it all. Like, even when we're at OSNYC, which is kind of a little bit of our home, which is a big gaming space where the owners are really supportive of the sport of soccer. They're like, hey, we we ordered pizza. We got to walk through. I'm like, walk. We're in your space. Just walk behind <laughs> us. Like, we're doing the show from your place. Like, have a meeting behind us. We don't care. Like, I used to love those shots of, like, CNN and stuff where, like, all the news people were behind them working on desks. Like our show is that essentially, you know, but without yeah. without crisis actors.
0: <laughs> no. Wow, I did, yeah did not have us get into crisis actors like five minutes into this episode. All right, I was also mostly just trying to uh, insult you all by saying it was quiet at at your live shows. But I I mean, that, that's usually an the ca-
1: usually the case. Yeah
0: <laughs> how how uh, rowdy was your time in England? We haven't talked uh, since since that since the documentary came out. Uh you all took over uh Goodison Park. You you roamed around Liverpool, you spent some time with Everton fans. How was that, Christian? uh a a dream come true it was a it was
1: a a, a great you know obviously uh, total soccer show fans uh, are uh, fans of the premier league or fans of uh, of teams all, all over the world and one cool thing is like once you get the opportunity to actually hang out with those fans usually we we deal with like let's say like the euro snobs in, in the US that are that like make fun of you for whatever you like whatever team whether it's an mls team an NWSL team whatever uh the cool thing about Evertonians and being in Liverpool was the the Evertonians as soon as they hear oh you're an American Everton fan the instinct mm-hmm. the the meet re, immediate reaction is what have you done yep. why have you done this to yourself <laughs> you've made a, a huge mistake so there's a there's a, a hilarious self-deprecation but nobody was ever like oh stupid Americans are here blah blah everybody was like this is so cool you're you're an American everton fan like that is the 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 thing that i think more people should if you're a fan of a premier league team or wherever and you're from the u.s go and and experience that because it's it's unbelievably welcoming even from the liverpool fans every every like uber driver that we were with was uh, we were explaining why we were there i'm like oh we're gonna go see goodison park and they're like why are you gonna go what the hell are you gonna go there
0: (laughs) yeah we told told them you (laughs) meant to say (laughs) right yeah the the one uber Uber driver
2: we get in and he goes where you headed boys goodison and he sees it on the uber thing we're like yeah we're going on a tour and he goes I'll drive you to Anfield. I think you're mistaken. They don't do tours of Christmas. And It was just immediate no matter where you went. Christian is getting roasted and I loved it.
1: It was really really awesome, man.
2: So I was going to ask that. Like is that
0: is that a thing that they would have been like anyway, or do you all bring a little bit of that vibe to every conversation? Because there's some people you're talking to in the in the documentary, in the footage, where you can see they're like a little bit hesitant, and then they kind of figure out what the vibe is going to be, and then they give it right back to you. But do you get people who are a little bit uh, overwhelmed at first?
2: I tend to think it's how people are, but our videographer, who's uh, um, born Welsh but has been living in London his whole life, Straight English dude, like, well, like, well, you know, I really understood the culture, yeah. kind of helped us figure out exactly sort of what was happening in like Liverpool, Manchester, and how that sort of all react. Like we kind of understood the lay of the land because of him. He basically was like, yo, you guys need to just have mics and cameras on you at all times. Cause this sh- doesn't happen normally. Like people react to you guys. Like, It's almost Mm -hmm. like the way our faces look, people know they can (laughs) mess (laughs) with us. Can I curse? I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like people know they can mess with us. And I don't know. I love it. I lean into it as much as possible. But it's like he kept saying like we were sitting at a pub, like a proper old man pub. Like we were the youngest people by 30 years. (laughs) Christian was the darkest person by (laughs) a lot. We're sitting in this tiny little old man pub, like proper old school pub. And a drunk guy out of nowhere sees Christian wearing an Everton shirt. He's wearing an Everton shirt. And he goes, are you an Everton fan? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, oh, you're American. (laughs) And he's like, I'll tell you why you're an Everton fan. Because we're sh. And then he just goes into this long story about how terrible – it is to be an everton fan while wearing an everton shirt no
1: literally that that is how everybody was selling the club to me they're just like this is wrong what are you doing i was cursed with this
2: you you there's no way you chose this for yourself and dude my our videographer was like yo this never this doesn't normally happen dude it's like he's like yo your lives are like sitcoms essentially like characters just keep walking in
0: I like bringing the sitcom, but I also like the idea that he had to clarify with Christian, are you a fan? Because it did feel, and maybe maybe I just am too literal, but it felt like there were some people who thought uh, you both, but maybe Christian, were like actual signings. The one of you standing on the pitch before the game, I was like, he does look like maybe he's oh, the nice. player they're looking at.
2: Christian looks, Christian is in his mid-30s, but looks like an 18-year-old Brazilian. Yeah.
0: So. Oh, I, I see the skin. I'm jealous. It's uh, all smooth. I'm all like Maggie and Haggard. and here's, like, child You and I look there,
2: like we man. died four years ago. Christian, <laughs> Christian on, on the other hand, do you have any idea how I'm, difficult it is to do a show next to this guy? I'm,
1: I'm just here, you know, t- telling everybody I'm a cousin. That's all. Bro,
2: <laughs> Christian, even like the, the size medium jersey was big on Christian while we're there. He literally looked like they were presenting a new signing. It really did look <laughs> like that. Saying. The groundskeeper yeah. came over and he's like, he straight up goes, "New signing, right?" Yeah, <laughs> and and everyone was like, "No, no, no." <laughs> That's why I joked with the other guy. I'm like, "I'm the new signing," and he was like, "Oh my god, it's worse than we expected."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you also met the uh, the UFC fighter whose name escapes me. I apologize, Molly McCann. It seemed like y'all were legit afraid of her, and with good reason. Was she the most intimidating person you met?
2: Bro, she. You know when you tell a joke and you elbow someone next to you. Yeah. she did that and legitimately bruised me. No, I, every but... part of her is a weapon. <laughs> yeah, every she, part
1: of her body. She's wildly, she's wildly strong and like, <laughs> and is is for some reason completely unaware of her own strength in in casual conversation. Uh-huh. It's she's just like she's a great. woman. She has
2: no clue she's that big. (laughs)
1: She she was maybe like five foot, maybe five, 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 four, like fairly, you know, not, not a, a giant person by any means, but just like, it's almost like the, remember in, um, in kill Bill when when she was getting out of the yeah. the coffin and she was doing that short little punch like yeah. that's the kind of distance that Molly needs to really hurt you. you know what I mean yeah. she she doesn't realize, <laughs> she doesn't realize how, how, how subtle movements can really be painful, but she was awesome obviously huge huge everton fan. It was great that they uh they introduced us to, to her because she
2: was capable. Cool. You know, If I ever hear someone say, like, uh, women's, uh, you know, uh, UFC or women's MMA isn't whatever, I'm like, you go tell them. Go tell (laughs) them. I dare you. I dare you to tell them to their face, Mm. bro. No, thank you. You know?
0: Was that something, though, I, I think, like, I'm assuming they set that up. I'm guessing you all weren't like, we want to meet a UFC Everton fan. But like, <laughs> how, how does that work? Like, is it just that they had this, like, whole premium package rolled out? I'm assuming if, if I showed up to do a stadium tour, they're not going to have all these people I can happen upon so, as we
1: go through. So this is, I think, the, the, the fascinating thing about, like, either our lives or, or just comedians in this, in this soccer space. But the, the, really the way it happened was Everton played uh, in the, the Florida Cup last year in in orlando and one of the people from Everton literally just DM'd me, and they were like, "Hey, I've I've been meaning to reach out for a long time. Heard you're an Everton fan. Uh, was wondering if you were coming down to Florida." Uh, they
2: would, knew that I was an Arsenal fan, so they assumed we'd mm-hmm. be there because they were supposed to play Arsenal, uh, right? So,
1: uh, so we met them there, and uh, we we met the dude there, and he uh, literally like the game is happening. Uh, they were playing against Mionarios. Uh, it, it was the one where Arsenal, uh, you know, didn't show up because uh, they had a COVID outbreak and the whole thing, and. We were um, we were hoping to actually meet him in person. And I was like reaching out and not getting any response. And it it was like, oh, you know what? We came out here. We did our best. We did. We were trying to either like maybe get an interview or something. And we were like like, at the
2: gates of the stadium, ready to walk out where they wouldn't let you back in. Mm -hmm. And Christian was like, I'm just going to try one more time.
1: Message him. And he responds. He's like, oh, yeah. Hey, we're uh, we're at one of the box suites. I would love to say hi. We go. Uh, We go there. We meet him. Super nice guy. Uh, uh, We start chatting to him, chatting with him. And then he introduces us to like one other person that works for Everton. And then this this other guy was like, these guys are awesome. Like now he's like, we're making him laugh and everything. And then they bring us inside the suite. And now
0: we walk in. Wait, where was this before that? This we were outside, outside, the suites. outside the suite. Outside like, the suite. So they, they, they were not sure. sure they were sure they were going to let you in. You had they, to. We, we had to be close to
2: the elevator. <laughs> and every once in a while, if we said something unfunny, he would just touch the elevator button. <laughs> <laughs> At any moment, you're out of here, kid. So then that we, is amazing. Like they so, were literally gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. We were being vetted in real time. <laughs> so we
1: walk in. They bring us into into the the box suite of the stadium, and. Uh and then they introduce us by like oh uh, these guys are comedians and this and this is like the entire Everton front office is in <laughs> <Just> this room <laughs> looks and they all, us. they all t- they all stop talking like somebody hit the DJ booth whatever <laughs>
2: Molly elbowed the DJ <laughs> <right?
1: laughs> all stop talking look at us and it's like oh now now we have an audience of like 15 people uh and then we got to we got to bring the heat and then we start joking around and then we end up being there for like 2 hours and we're chatting with everybody and getting to know like how it, what what's it like to work for a Premier League club and and, yeah. and uh, uh marketing and
2: handling all this other stuff and they were and, like partnerships people there there was like a lot of people there that like did really high end jobs and they're like maybe we could use you in content like they just started kind of like wondering how else yeah. can we get these two dumb funny idiots involved yeah. and that's when I was like. Oh, we've made a mark. Meanwhile, they're going and getting more beers for us and stuff like I'm like, oh, we're hanging out. We're Yeah, we're yeah, here. yeah.
1: Uh, and then uh, but then one of the things they said before we left was, if you ever come to Goodison Park, let us know. We'll take care of you. And and they completely, you know, uh, fulfilled that promise. The one thing that they that they did promise that they couldn't was that we were supposed to part of the documentary. We wanted to interview uh, a men's Everton player. We got to interview one of the women's players. Mm-hmm. But we wanted, and and they were like, we're we're working on it. We're gonna get somebody. But but literally the day before we landed in Liverpool, Everton lost like five to two, four to one, or five to two against Liverpool, and literally all the players were like, we're not doing any interviews. I would well, yeah, definitely not. We're not. Seamus uh, Coleman was like, we're not. Nobody's talking to comedians at this time. And Everton were in a terrible slide, and yeah. I I understood it. It was disappointing, too. but. What are you
2: can do exactly. Other than the game we were at which was against Arsenal which was one of their only wins in an 11 un- winless run, 11 match winless run. You son of a <laughs>
0: <laughs> Much more still to come from my conversation with the Cooligans, but first a word from today's sponsors.
2: This episode is
0: brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Thank you to our sponsors for sponsoring, not surprisingly, this show. Now back to my interview with Alexis and Christian. Yeah, okay. I think that, like, I, I was curious about that. If there are people who don't, like, what happens if you meet somebody who doesn't want to riff or doesn't want to kind of go back and forth? And I guess one thing they can do is just say, like, nah, we're not going to meet with comedians when we've just lost. But do you all just sort of, just kind of roll with that, keep it moving? How do you handle a person who's just giving you very, kind of like, all right, nice it to meet, happens. Them, pretty dry?
2: It happens, especially players are pretty well media trained. And mm. I think they're there's there's yeah. uh they come in wearing a sort of mask of I'm not going to give you too much because that's the media. They've been trained. The media is there to get them. And we offer something different. Uh, But it takes it takes a couple of jokes. It takes a couple of moments of them realizing, like, these guys are not professional at all. And then <laughs> they're like, oh, they are. It's just they're doing something different, you know. Yeah, And then they kind of start to loosen up. But I've always we tell every guest. Like you can literally wait for Christian and I to stop being dumb and then finish your sentence. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to join in. It's, it's up to you. And there are some that will sort of sit back and wait for Christian and I to finish riffing and make them fart sounds. And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, so we think uh, playing is important. Oh, you though, know, like oh, wait, I'm not done with it.
1: my fart sound, sir. One second.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's it, what would be though? Like, all right, so let's say they Everton, maybe they're, they're interested in y'all coming out. Like before that happens, is there an interview that you all think of either on the show or the podcast or whatever that sort of, is a good representation of what y'all bring, which is like, maybe there's a person who's quite like, they're expecting it to be a normal interview. Like, I'm guessing that's what Seamus Coleman thought was that you're going to be a normal, what's going wrong? Why isn't this working? Is it this? Is it that? Is it the manager? And maybe you're peppering in some jokes. But I feel like you all aren't really bound to like, we're going to figure out what's going on with the club. You're more like, let's just riff. Let's have a good time. Let's talk about soccer. Like, is there an interview in particular you all think of where you were able to kind of Get the shields down on the person you're talking to. Maybe it's a couple jokes, and they do kind of open up. What would Bob, y'all point to as being Bob like Bradley?
1: Bob Bradley. That's because that and and we've we've gotten messages from other people. We got mess- a message from like Grant Wall that they were like, I've never seen. Bob that casual and loose and laughing and stuff like His that. His grandkids so, emailed us and said, wow,
2: we've <laughs> never seen him like this before. No.
1: I've never seen I've never seen grandpa's teeth. Yeah. I, he's never, he's wow. never I like Bob, Bob, Bradley's,
0: you. Bob Bradley's grandkids definitely call him grandfather. Like, it's yeah. a very sir, sir, grandfather.
2: Yes. Yes. But,
1: yes. <laughs> but that, that's a that's a great example of like someone we who most people expect to not be that like uh, uh, uh kind of open and, and fun and, and and you know be able to make jokes and he was a complete opposite we we, we
2: it took him of, a minute though you could see it in real time as his face yeah. kind of figures out what's happening mm-hmm. and that to me was the most exciting part of re-watching that it, you're like you could see the moment where he was like oh oh they're not being stupid they yeah, are yeah. stupid
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but this is the interesting thing and and this is why I, I appreciate American soccer so much is that you know it's it, it gave us the platform to show that we could do that because mm-hmm. if, if we don't do that in the U S it doesn't happen in England, right? We need, we need a fair amount of examples to, to have a premier league club, trust us to the point where we're, we're representing their brand to some degree or, or focusing on their brand and it not make them one, either look bad or mock the fact that they're losing. And that's, mm-hmm. a, I think the biggest thing I learned from uh, being in England And being around Premier League clubs, it's like, it's serious, bro. Like it's, it's, especially with Everton, they were losing. Everybody's on edge. It's not easy to, to work uh, for any, in any sport, uh, for any team, when the team is losing. And for Premier League, when you know how much is on the line, every single point matters. Everton are, are fighting to, you know, not be in a relegation battle right now. And so you 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 sense that. So I can understand. That's why I wasn't like insulted by Seamus Coleman being like, oh, "We're not going to do yeah. an interview" because it's like I understand how serious this this job is, but. That He's is
2: still our arch enemy, though. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, of course. Have we forgiven him?
0: Of yeah. course. No, not. No, 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 no. <laughs> we
2: understand, but you know, now you're op number one. <laughs> it's kind of cool,
0: though, that y'all got to experience them like in a in a downturn of form, because I think so often, like we were at the Bundesliga, uh, we did the Bundesliga kind of tour together, and I think it was really great. There's no but coming. Just that when you're sort of being shown, like, look how wonderful things are it's, it's sort of like, you're not quite sure. Is this reality? or Are we being shown the best thing? And it's kind of cool that you all got to experience a club where their fans are like, why, why, why would you support this team? <laughs> Things are not good. And like, I'm assuming even in that stadium tour, there's an element of like, yeah, when, when results are better, this is a really fun time to be here. There like, was a lot of that. Yeah. You a got to experience the negativity. Which I I also, think
2: is I think we great. got to witness and it's hard to put it into words. And I think for people who've been around this sport for a long time, or maybe from England, will understand it, but that the idea of American fandom is a lot, you know, in other sports and American sports tend to be a lot more consumer based. And the idea that the way your club is going affects your community and affects normal, everyday communications, like even something as simple as going to like their off license, which is like their little corner store and like talking to the guy there. What are you here for? I'm like, oh, we're doing a thing with Everton. He's like, yeah, well, you better, you know, they better fix it. You know, it's like every single thing the way the club is doing affects your day-to-day life, whether you're talking about that club or not. And that idea, that idea that like the club failing means the world, like you probably saw it in documentaries, like the all or nothing with the Sunderland and all that, but it really is. It's significant. These aren't just a small group of people. This is everyone that is blue in that town is now sad, AKA blue in that town because, (laughs) because of that. And it's, we got to witness that. We got to experience that. And like, you don't want to talk to people that are Liverpool fans when Everton is doing badly because it's all more and more roasts because they're doing well. It's like everything is affected. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it is fascinating to, uh, to see like how much of a, the, the both teams, Everton and Liverpool are fabric of that city. Um, Even to the point where we were at an Airbnb and like the guy, I think the guy who was managing the Airbnb uh. I asked, we told him like, Oh, we're here for, uh, you know, thing for with Everton. And he goes, Oh, I don't watch football. And I was like, I, I became one of those, like what? Like this talk, to- this toxic masculine, like what is your problem, bro? Like, cause I was just so used to literally everyone caring about it. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of cool being in, in a city where the, 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 the teams are such a, uh, uh culture of, of just ev- literally everyday life. And, and, you know, being in the US, you can escape that, you know, you're not around that all the time, unless you, you know, go to twitter.com. And then that's when you choose to immerse yourself. Uh, (laughs) But that, that part of it was great.
0: And you do get some of that—the hostility and the uh, the anger around soccer on Twitter—that I'm guessing you all experienced when Everton weren't doing very well. You probably experienced when the goal was disallowed. I'm guessing there was some anger and frustration then as well. Oh my goodness! Uh, yeah. The other thing, don't oh, get me started.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That footage Just, is great. San Alexis. Follow the Cooligans if you <laughs> want to hear Christian flip out about it. <laughs> um. I I, think I really enjoyed was uh, Alexis talking about like how goodison you can tell that it was sort of incrementally built. And it has that feeling of like the lived in history. Vashti old stadium was like that in Turkey, that it's, you could kind of tell what decade that stand was added or when these seats were changed. And I, I, I enjoyed that comparison to like us stadiums where on the whole, they tend to be kind of built at once they're built in one location. And it just kind of like, they do until the next one comes along. Did you all have particular favorite things about Goodison from the tour you did?
2: I, my favorite part was they walked us into this thing that was called like, it was like the players club, essentially like not the players club, like it was yeah. strip poles everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I'm like, why y'all put this in here? Bro? Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it was like a club. But the thing was the captain from the 1986, uh, premier league winning or uh, top flight winning, uh, club was there. He was one of the tour guys now. And he was like, yeah, so at the end of matches, both teams would come in here and have a drink. And it's like that, It's like you know, you can't you can't picture like the Giants and the, and the Chiefs all go- going somewhere in the stadium that kind of have drinks together. But also like I'm like, what about when you played like Liverpool or what right. about when you played a team where some guy, you know, two footed you and got a red card? He's like, no, we see him in here, too. And we'd have a conversation about it. And that now it's just a kind of like a like a like a lunchroom almost. Like the bar is gone and it's just the counter to make coffee and stuff. But that sort of yeah. getting to see not only what the stadium was like, but getting to talk to someone who lived in what the what the what top flight football was back then. And like, yeah, you'd come in here and you'd have a whiskey and you'd shake hands and the it would be over It was like that kind of era is dead. And I got to like witness that. And I know there were places like that in Highbury. And I never got yeah. to go to Highbury. So it's so cool to like Get a little bit of a glimpse of that. Get a little bit of a of a of a chance to do that.
1: Uh, for me, was the the uh, the pillars that block your view. uh at
2: I wish I had one of those for that loss for Arsenal.
1: <laughs> but there's something. It, it's so like it's annoying, but it, it's it feels so authentic, and you can see it uh in the documentary where i'm like struggling to like see the goals and uh but it it made it it added this extra layer of suspense of like you know I, the ball gets you know my view is obstructed while the ball is in flight i'm like did it go in who hit it did it? I, i'm not exactly sure sort of what's going on um but yeah it, it feels like a a you know an old uh stadium it doesn't have the amenities of of, of newer stadiums uh, uh, by any means so that that uh, that authenticity of it felt uh, pretty cool I, I also the the one thing i didn't like i mean and i'm sure this is 100% intentional but the away changing room oh, yeah stinks bro it is like it is as uncomfortable as possible in bro. every way <laughs> they know what they're doing to try to uh help themselves get a get a victory bro it
0: was terrible terrible smell yeah alexis you mentioned that right in the yeah back.
2: it's literally like uh like if, if cartoonish like the flies around like poop <laughs> it was essentially that version like their locker room is like state-of-the-art mm-hmm. and beautiful and then the other one is just like here's a couple of splintery wooden benches <laughs> in a what used to be the shower and we never cleaned the mold. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me that I'm like, you're like, Arsenal is going to like Odegaard is going to change here. And <laughs> well, you're like, no, we actually had to give them another one outside. Like they those, built this beautiful tent because of COVID. COVID. They're too close together.
0: Oh, I so got So they had you. to All separate right.
2: them. So they <laughs> built like this, like purpose. It's like a wedding tent building. It's like a, you know, thing, but uh, they would have had there been no COVID. They would have had to change here. It's like, I can't imagine millionaires, -millionaires (laughs) multi-millionaires being okay sitting here. (laughs) Wow,
0: that's that's wild because I think we only think of that, or at least I tend to think of that only – when it comes to CONCACAF and like the U.S. going to play somewhere where they're deliberately making it hostile. But of course you do that. I mean, the Cleveland Browns stadium, their old stadium, famously was like claustrophobic and had one shower and was designed <laughs> to make people hate playing the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you yeah. got a show- uh, shower
2: like three at a time, gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> Everybody spin revolving door if you all want to get water. <laughs> so was there
0: enthusiasm for a new stadium or did you get the impression that people were happy to stay in the, the pillars and everything else because there is that history behind it?
1: Every Everyone kind of understands that uh, it's time for a new stadium. Like the, the, the stadium is old. The obstructions are kind of uh, uh, frustrating. The um, uh, they, they, the, the, I think fans even understand that the club is, is is a business and they need to make money and they need to have these like luxury seats uh, for, for corporate sponsors and blah, blah, blah. Cause then that, that therefore that will lead to, uh, better players and 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 more investment. Um, so people understand that, and nobody's the people are gonna miss Goodison for sure. Um, but really, the 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 main focus for everybody is staying in the Premier League. Having it, it's it's so wild to me, and we talk about this on our podcast sometimes. Where Everton are like a, a team everyone sort of understands is like usually mid table. They're they're not gonna like wow anybody. Uh, for the most part. But what every week? Everybody's talking about. Why are they always in the news? Everybody's always talking about Everton in some form, whether it's who they play, a, a bad result. I think
2: uh, this is just your algorithm. No, be, dude.
1: <laughs> I Ain't no one this. talking
2: about him around me, bro. <laughs> I see this way too much, man.
1: I mean, everybody sort of at least has like an opinion <laughs> on uh, on Everton Football Cup because they're the, I believe they're the only Premier League team to, not the only, but they've, they've never been relegated. Mm-hmm. They do have a lot of history. They were great before the, the Premier League. So pe- the, people remember that and have a lot First of pot club pot. to
2: play with netting in the goal. Right. Okay. What did it's they true. use before that? Nothing. Nothing. It was just the posts and the crossbar, dude. Everton right, were then. the first to do they that. They used we to learn- chase every goal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Everton were the first to, to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of history. And and I think a, a lot of people in England, I think, are aware of that and acknowledge that. But the yeah, the, the frustration and the main focus right now is... Um, they know because they're getting a new stadium that they, they there is a less of an investment on uh on the players but but the results that you're seeing are wildly wildly frustrating and angry to a lot of people for sure
2: for for those of you listening that are regular total soccer show fans, no one is talking about you know no one's talking about it anyway, it's simply christian's algorithm I swear to God and here's how I know that is because I log into the Cooligan's uh Twitter account and it's yeah. It's all Everton. It's all Everton, <laughs> and nothing is like that anywhere else, bro. He's trapped in his own loop.
0: <laughs> okay, I do. I did wonder if, like, if everything is Everton after he goes to Google and searches Everton. It's like, look yes, at this. Yes. It's everywhere, bro. It's the evidence
1: is right here, right, just on the first page, one through ten, all Everton related. My MySpace top eight is
0: all Everton. What is this? I mean, I can't get away from it. That is a deep cut. List. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So I've been on a few stadium tours. I have a couple more questions about y'all's time in England. Uh, and they can be interesting. Oftentimes they are equivalent to me of like a brewery tour where it feels like it should be interesting. It feels like there's going to be stuff to see. And it ends up being a slightly sanitized. Here's where we do the things. Here's where this thing happens. But you're not really seeing it happen. Was this one different? Was this the most enjoyable one you've experienced?
2: Yeah, this was not a stadium tour by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, this was a, we walked in where the the staff and players would walk in. We got to see areas that are like, are no longer, you know, sort of players don't even go. And where they keep the ghosts. Yeah. yeah basically <laughs> it's just Richarlison chained kicking <laughs> balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <which> was, <laughs> it's Seamus Coleman yelling at people for doing interviews <laughs> with the comedians. Um, we got to see like, uh, you know, like they actually asked, like, I joked around, like they had the players tub with like the players, We'll do like ice baths after. Uh-huh. And I was like, can I get in? And they're like, yeah, if you want. Like they were <laughs> like, it was really like anything goes like we got to see the clubhouses where like they would do like the fancy dinners for like partners and stuff. And you could walk out and we literally walked wherever we wanted other than the pitch itself Um, because they obviously trying to maintain that for the match day. But it really did. Like I have to give Everton a lot of credit. They, they promised that if we ever went there, it would be kind of like an open door policy. And they they really absolutely did that. They were not kidding in any way, shape, or form. I've been on stadium tours before where it's like, you go to these six places, you stay behind the rope, blah, 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 thanks for coming. There's the gift shop, you know, buy merch. This was not that at all. This was what else do you guys want to see? The only part we couldn't get on was the pitch. And I wanted to climb on the roof where the announcers are, but it's like you need special insurance for that. And they the gang- would not let me on the roof. The gantry we were sure. to go there.
0: I did enjoy, uh, I, we'll see if I get invited back. Uh, I did enjoy in some of the Bundesliga Stadium tours where they were like, go to the club museum. Please ignore the section from 1939. Yeah. To 1939. <laughs> uh-huh. Just move right past that one. And then you can see the trophy we won in 1962. Yeah. But you know like- what? what? <laughs> but
1: that, and one of the things I took away from that was like, at least they're not hiding it. They're at yeah. least, uh, and that's why, you know, we we're like, on
0: vacation for six years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They could have we that still
2: one. don't know. We can't find any of those records. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, you know, Germans at the very least uh, 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 accept their history, where, and they could be ashamed of it or, or or not. But they they say like this is what happened, and and that is it's it's a little bit refreshing at the very hey, least.
0: American sports franchises do that all the time. I mean, <laughs> yes. Washington, such a great example. <laughs> right. what, after, what, what have we done to not honor our legacy? Of after
1: you know a couple years of being <laughs> shamed online, everybody <laughs> yeah. gets it right. Okay, yeah. it's all good.
0: <laughs> a couple after a couple years of sustained outrage, sponsors. <laughs> then threatened to pull out and that's when action
2: must oh, be taken i'm sure Come there's an american up. military museum where they're like and here's where they wouldn't accept freedom uh, <laughs> in this country yeah.
0: <laughs> hey everybody one more break for my conversation with alexis and christian to hear from today's sponsors and now back to the Cooligans. I'm going to move us swiftly away from that. So the, to my final question about your time in England, what was the thing that you sort of would be okay if it came back to the States? Was there a food? Was there a beverage? Was there just a way of doing things and vice versa? What is the thing that you did not particularly enjoy about England?
2: I mean, there's so much I don't enjoy about it. I mean, so
0: <laughs>
1: England in general, cause like, I mean, a couple months prior we were in, in London and I would say the, the, the thing I would not bring back is how the city is planned, like literally how the city is built. Meanwhile, this, I love this. This is it's comical to own a car in London is an absolute joke. You can't. Uh, so my flight, my flight was I, I left four hours before my flight because I was like, hey, let me just get an Uber and and you know get there early. This you know you have to do a COVID test and everything. You're I just want Heathrow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Out, of Heathrow? Okay. out
1: of Heathrow. So I was like, oh, I just want to make sure. Uh, I'm I'm on top of that. Four hours before my flight, I arrive to Heathrow maybe 50 minutes before yep. my flight takes off, and it was like getting out of London like proper was unbelievable. It was the traffic is absurd. The the, the it's just loop after loop. They apparently the English hate straight lines. They don't want to build. <laughs> uh, uh they they don't believe in highways. Uh it, it was unbelievable. I, I mean, it was so ridiculous that I could understand why everybody takes the tube or whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: Isn't there 2 doesn't the, the train run straight to the airport? Buddy, I got I,
2: there in 40 minutes. I <laughs> super relaxed. I was, I was like, Oh, let me just he leave her. Me. He's like, avoid Ubers at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy's going backwards. <laughs> or you would, I, I thought
1: it might take like two hours or something like that. No, bro. Uh, ridiculous. So that was, that's the one thing I would not, uh, bring, but the I, I, the one thing I would bring, um, Indian food. The Indian right. food is unbelievable. Uh,
2: in England, it so. is leaps and bounds better it, than ours for yeah. sure. It's so, I mean, so incredible. They ruin that country to get such great food, right? <laughs> <I understand. laughs> but but, but but when you look at it, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: <laughs> as far as our experience is concerned, it was great. what what was it? Was it like more flavorful, spicier? Just felt more authentic. What it's, was? It?
2: I, we eat Americanized Indian food here, sure. a lot like our Chinese mm-hmm. food is like here's for yep. the American palate. And, oh, I see. Okay. and even though a lot of their stuff is for the English palate, you will find places that are like second and third generation Indian uh, Indian English where they're like, no, we're not making that anymore. We're going to give you more traditional. And it's just the flavors are incredible. And I think they also have an easier access to the ingredients than we do. So they, they tend to get like a lot of Indian places in the U.S. will use like Latin American spices to mimic what they can okay. find in India because you just won't be able to get it as fresh here where I think they're a little not. I think I know they're a little closer so they get it. The thing I I would I would not want to bring here is the drinking culture. The, not match day, 10 a.m. on a train from Liverpool to Manchester, and you're hearing tks, 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 cans pop. And I was like, what are they? What do you got? Everyone drinking cold brew out of cans? This is <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Kombucha? Also, What's this? Also, coffee. <laughs> nice. Coffee stinks. Your, your, your coffee culture stinks. You don't have enough Latinos in your country. What is wrong with you? Get a goddamn drip machine. I don't want a espresso with hot water in it this is you made coffee tea somehow you made coffee tea and this stinks this isn't good get a goddamn filter grind your coffee get away from that seventy five thousand dollar machine and just make a break it's just let it fall into the cup by itself gravity will do i will wait for a good cup of coffee don't you dare feed me this disgusting Disgusting espresso in hot water. You somehow ruin the one thing I need in the morning to survive. (laughs) This is why you're all drinking at 10 a.m. on the train. Is because your coffee stinks. You got to make tea is not enough. Exactly.
0: I need listeners to understand. I know y'all's viewers know this, but like. Listeners, this is what it's like when you are with Alexis and Christian. <laughs> Alexis is yelling this at the person who's yeah. trying to make the coffee, and Christian is just sort of like, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I I, I really, really was, appreciate the work you're doing. I don't Alexis, even like, like
2: coffee. Oh, stupid. <laughs> like, it, it's stupid. Very... Christian's like, whatever. It's dark water. Drink it. And I'm like, I can't survive on this. <laughs>
0: hey, uh, before, y'all, before y'all jump, a couple questions about, like, the relative return to normalcy. Uh, COVID. Slightly less of a concern. Mask mandates are easing. What do you all think the comedy scene is going to look like in New York in the near future, or how will it have changed?
2: It's starting to come back, actually. Um, Omicron kind of shook up the 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 return a little bit. Um, I think comedy clubs want everyone to be safe. You know, uh, I think comedy clubs for the most part. Did did a really good job. I feel like there's a few I can point to in New York, and there's a lot of comedy clubs in New York City, but uh, there's a few I can point to that I'm like, well, they didn't take it as serious, but there's, uh, there's a couple that were like, no, look, if you're going to come here and enjoy your time, let's try to keep you as safe as possible. Obviously, rent's expensive here. They want the business to survive. Every comedian wants comedy clubs to survive. A lot of comics toured around the country just to be able to do stand-up because comedy clubs in New York couldn't with the extreme mandates and i'm, I'm all for them because my wife is a nurse here in new york city so whatever keeps her safest is all i care about i don't give a damn about you and your freedom as long as my baby girl ain't got that cough you know what i mean it doesn't need a ventilator i'm happy so i'm i'm comfortable with all that but i think people coming back to the city is you know starting to travel here more um i think is uh that's a positive you're seeing a lot more tourists in the uh in the audiences and i think that that lends to a, a better scene so it's nice it's nice to see that back and i'm starting to perform a lot more i took like all of January off just because of Omicron. I'm like, I don't even want this. You know what I mean? Uh, so I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to see it coming back.
1: Yeah, and the and also even uh, performing. It's it's you know we went months. Uh, I mean, I went nearly almost a year. I only performed maybe like uh, in in 2020. I only probably performed like maybe three four times, which is like the that's the you know I've never. Uh, done stand up that little in my life. Um, and just performing again, it's, it, I don't know. It just feels great. If it, it, It's every time I perform, I'm like, damn, I really, really, I realize how much I missed this. And I, I hated that it wasn't a part of my life uh, for that amount of time. Uh, and you could also sense a little bit in audiences as well. They, yeah. they want to be laughing. They've, they've been a really, really hard uh, and difficult uh, few years so the, the shows themselves, you know, most people probably go to a comedy club once a year. And that's like, you know, that, that's the majority of people. And but when they when they're there now, it, it almost has like a, a, a bit more purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, I, I don't want to waste any time. I don't want to deliver a bad joke. I don't want to make I don't want these people to have a bad time because when they go home, they're going right to a bad time. And Mm -hmm. uh,
0: (laughs) that's that's what I was going to ask is like after four years of Trump, after uh, a global pandemic, uh, like Biden in the State of the Union last night was talking about how like everyone's just tired, everyone is exhausted. And I do sort of feel that way. That does resonate. Do you feel like there's stuff that doesn't hit as well as it used to? Is there stuff that now hits like harder or gets a bigger pop from the audience? How different are those crowds given everything that we've been through?
2: When we were starting to get back last year and I was starting to do outdoor shows I had a conversation with Roy, Roy Wood Jr, who I just think is a genius. We were having this conversation, and he basically said like if you do a joke from before covid you've you're not a comic like people don't need to hear that people's friends are dying, people are in trouble financially like there's a lot happening in this world. You should be doing jokes that lend itself to those you know uh situations or at least talk about that that uh that new reality and I, it was such a such an interesting sort of take. Where like, I think a lot of comics were like, I just can't wait for things to get back to normal versus like, no, lean into what's happening. So I made it a point to just not make any jokes from previous to COVID. I just wrote all new material. I was going up there and trying a bunch of stuff. And then after a couple of weeks, I like made a joke about COVID times and people immediately like, as a group, the audience decided we don't want to hear that anymore. And I remember like, I walked out to the green room and I'm like, yo, like, Man, they got really cold on that COVID joke. And someone else was like, dude, that happened to me last night. And it seemed like something happened where people but were like, that's, that's can we stop symptoms. talking about that?
1: Yeah, and just move on. That's one of the symptoms, getting cold after a COVID joke.
2: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they were cold sweats. <laughs> they were still laughing, though. No. Uh, but and I think everyone, pace. like, yeah. we kind of realized, like, no, as no. a society, people were like, can we just stop talking about this and just, even if it's for these next 20 minutes or whatever, hour and a half, Can can life be a little normal? And I thought that was kind of. I've been trying to do that more.
0: Now, is there a chance that it was just not a good joke, (laughs) and that you're blaming COVID? No, no, no. I
2: don't know if you missed the part where I said I said the joke. Oh, okay, yeah, it's not a possibility. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Fucking genius is what it was.
0: (laughs) Like, yeah. So, like, do do you find is it better? I'm like genuinely, I'm fascinated. Like, do you do you find is it better to just avoid? Like the subject of COVID, but also talk about like the worlds of COVID. Like, how do you how do you balance that a little bit? If people don't want to hear jokes from before the pandemic, but don't really want to hear about the pandemic, I what are you I, left with?
1: I would say it's um kind of what you said before. Like, is if it's a good joke, it's a good joke. I, I don't mm. think it really matters. Uh, you know, th- there are times. It's not a re- It's not about the this sp- the specific comedian doing a covid joke or not doing a covid joke it is that if you go to a show and you saw and you see five comedians and they all talk about covid then it's like uh, okay, yeah, okay i've right. i've kind of already heard all this and people are do get a little bit tired unless there's it's it's just like anything just like um you know so if five comedians talk about tinder People are mm. like, all right, I need to, I really need you, your, your fifth Tinder joke really yeah. has to be different because I've heard, yeah. <laughs> I've heard quite talk a,
2: about wood pieces and <laughs> <laughs> not this damn app. <laughs> uh, but it's no, I, I oh, would what? say that there's no
1: rules. There's no rules to it. It's just, um, but you, you, sort of sense any, any particular crowd or, you know, if you're performing in New York versus, uh, performing in Alabama, a COVID joke. The angle of your COVID joke, if it's, you know, because there are comedians that are like, the joke is, well, the, people wearing masks are stupid. And literally the uh. crowd is like, yeah, this guy's brilliant, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> so wow. it, it, context is important.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of that, sort of, uh, if y'all are looking for material how excited are you for the new hope solo carly lloyd podcast oh we've
2: already we've already gotten uh a good chunk here i i think like anything else i think these are these are the safest ways of like the old way of like oh someone controversial saying something how cool because now we get something fun like you know uh the the last president took that away (laughs) like oh no someone saying something stupid has real repercussions where now it's like these two people are sitting here, and I'm just like, "Oh, good god!" Just it.
0: firing Arnold Schwarzenegger. and <laughs> yeah. has actual, yeah, impro- yeah. yeah. This, this, is, this is
2: real shit behind this now. <laughs> this dude got the codes, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like now, these we're back to oh, go ahead, like be as. Yeah. And yeah. also it's like, you know, when you, when it's someone like, uh, like a Carly Lloyd who we kind of all knew, but you don't know for sure. As soon as they start like unbridled, no longer uh-huh. a part of U.S. soccer, now with a microphone, I'm like, Oh, let it all out, please. <laughs> yeah. Cause it makes my job easier, man. I mean, we've always said this, like total soccer show, you guys do an incredible job of talking about facts. We don't live in that world, man. We need no bullsh- <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: the bullshit, Look, I, and and even we, we did react to uh, that that clip, which was you know, see, it just seems like an irresponsible clip that has no real context and is really oh, vague. By the and way, it, we we left Fubo because of the
2: culture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just open opening yourself up to a wild amount of criticism. Uh, but I, look, I think I would say that this is was completely intentional it was like let's let's give them a piece of some controversy have people talking about it and and attention regard rega- whether it's good or bad that is that seems to be the move for a lot of outlets and if that's what they want to do then that's what they want to do at least we can have some fun while while they're you know you it's know, what putting
2: they wanted. Out their ridiculousness we'll be it's ridiculous what they too. wanted you wanted us to talk about it we're gonna talk about it
0: and I'm assuming that gives you all like some fun times, some enjoyable times. So I'm going to assume NYCFC also being the champions was a pretty enjoyable thing. How insufferable were you two, and how plan? How insufferable do you plan to be for the rest of this season?
2: Uh, <laughs> very. And my, yep. one of my close friends was a big Rebel fan who would always text me like formation breakdowns, and he would watch NYCFC matches and be like, "Oh, I like the way this is happening." Like we're very like he's a, he's, a, he's like a coach right he loves this stuff during the during the uh, MLS cup Lowry? Uh, yeah, i'm friends with, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm friends with um with uh, marcelo bielsa and he's got one to do uh which we we'll call it uh <laughs> chris Harmas, right he's your guy now um hey i messaged him during MLS cup i'm like hey what do you think about a formation he's like i don't know what you're talking about i don't watch i don't watch any matches it's a beautiful day in new york city i'm going outside and i was like by the way you're going to, if we win, expect a full year of this. And he's like, <laughs> I hate you.
1: <laughs> uh, it was great. It was great. I mean, it, it was awesome to to be in Portland and, and get to celebrate that. And, you know, uh, some people uh, don't know. We we work with the club as well, making content for them. Uh, and, we, you know, we got to be on, on the field celebrating mm-hmm. with the players. Like, the, the, the craziness was in
0: –
1: look, I mean, uh, it's a dream come true to get an opportunity like that. But then for us to, like, be on the pitch and, like – yeah. Alfred, Alfredo Morales is just like, yeah, I'm
2: glad you guys are here. Like, what? I can't believe was, it. He actually said, he's like, you guys are a part of this, and we're like, are we? That's awesome. Yeah, it's I so love dope. Alfredo. All
0: right, I was gonna ask. Yeah, who are the people that that like were that you have that rapport with, that they were sort of like, hey, you guys. James, like, uh, James
1: so, Sands uh, has always been super cool with us ever since we interviewed him. Every time I see him, uh, always been great. Keaton Parks.
2: Keaton Parks loves us. Loves Keaton Parks us. got us in behind the rope on the pitch. I was like, get us uh, in. And was it him or was it Goody Aronson who pretended to hug us and, like, uh, dragged <laughs> us around the rope as we were all hugging and jumping to get us in because security, like, you don't have, like, the pass that allows yeah. you with the players. But, yeah. yeah, it was so dope. Like, Goody Aronson until he he left. Um, James Sands, Justin Hawk, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Alfredo Morales loves us because we made him laugh, and apparently that's difficult.
1: Yeah. He, um, uh, oh, uh, Jesus Medina was really Maxime cool. Chanel. Maxime Chanel. Maxime Chano loves now us. You're
0: just, now you're just now you just but teams. it's great. That's it's it's, just it, I mean,
1: it, it's <laughs> great, but it's like it, it's. I think being so close to these players is, is like, not, yeah. Do we feel like we had anything to do with it? Obviously, yes. we do. <laughs> but yes. but yes. The, but you you really see we've gone to like you know. To training and 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 they 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 just really genuinely like nice guys and they and they really you can see how much they they work and and how much they they want to give something back to to the fan base like that that is like so so clear the you know NYCFC has their issues with not having a, a stadium and then playing these games everywhere and it's difficult to be an NYCFC fan. Sometimes, because uh, you know, not as difficult
2: as being a Red Bull fan. I mean, it's a little, it's a little easier. Yeah. Now, we ain't got a right? stadium, move. We got a star above <laughs> our crest. It was good.
1: It was good. So, um, but but you can see how much the players uh, really really care, and for for them to even be like, uh, you know, you know, we've interviewed them. We've done like we've d- done like different games. We filmed content with them, and and for them to be so like cool with that, uh, and and open minded, and then also be like you guys are part of this too. Like that is unbelievable, man. It's, it's a, yeah, like I said, it's like a, it's a dream country, but it's being in Portland for that. I didn't expect, uh, I didn't expect NYCFC to win an MLS cup this soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, but
0: it, it, it felt a little surreal, but it was, it was really, really awesome. And do y'all get rings as well to go with it, bro. We were in the
2: room when one of the guys was like, everyone here is going to get a blank. It was like a gift, a really expensive gift. And as soon as he said that, I turned, I looked at him when he came off stage. I was like, by the way, we were in the room when you said that. So (laughs) we'll send you sizes. (laughs) We're definitely not going to get a ring or anything like that. But it's just cool to be like a part of the festivities. It was so dope. Like, you always wonder, like, what happens after an MLS Cup? We, We experienced that. We partied with the players like, four or five in the morning. Like, it's dumb.
0: Everyone stays sober.
2: Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Like totally back yeah, you yeah. Love, yeah. Like Canasta, dude. If you really want to know, it's Canasta. A <laughs> lot of it. I, who'd have
0: thought? See, these are the reasons I have y'all on. It's good to have y'all back to talk about Canasta. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was a violin
2: recital by Maxi Morales. He really <laughs> loves playing. I mean, just very respectful. Everything See, that I nice. might actually
0: believe. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. He's got that, like, the sophisticated style <laughs> sure? yeah. I do play a string instrument. You never know. But, gentlemen, You've been very generous with your time. It's really good to talk to you. I look forward to having y'all back on. We had a Reddit thread asking, like, what happened? Was there a fallout? Is there bad blood? I want to thank your
2: Reddit fans because somehow I found this and – there were people who were like, "Hey, man, I hate those guys, but they they, they were fun." No, on the, on the I love, I <laughs> love I the honesty. Them, I, yeah. love the, I respect sometimes, the shit out of that.
0: Sometimes our <laughs> listeners are great about like saying a nice thing while simultaneously like, punching yeah. you in the stomach. It's it's real fun. It's it real was a fun. great but change no, of
2: pace, even though I can't stand those two. It's so dope.
0: I mean, <laughs> well, like I think whoever whoever responded with like the most voted one was correct. That it's basically just that it, you know it used to be two over here and two over there. It's difficult to find the balance. And I don't know, it's just nice to get to chat with you all. And I need to remember that. So it's good to have you all back. It's always really fun. And it just feels like catching up with old buddies, which y'all are. So that makes sense. So uh, Christian, it's great to talk to you.
1: Thank you. so Alexis, much it's great to talk yeah. to you. i'm not i'm not messing i'm just saying
0: goodbye to you individually thank you i thought you were uh, going for it christian oh. it was better to talk to
1: you of course uh <laughs> always a pleasure brother thank you so much uh we love you so uh no this is uh always an honor thank you again man yeah.
2: and well, for any an for those few go. listeners of yours that actually like us subscribe to our youtube channel
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no for real like how what, what what's what's the latest where can people find you what have y'all got going on because it does feel like you are constantly putting out new stuff and it's all pretty interesting uh
1: yeah we we've uh pivoted uh hard to youtube uh, uh we're doing a lot more video content but as always the Cooligans podcast is always available we've done we're now focusing on doing one show on uh we, we go on youtube live on mondays and tuesdays and then the audio of those will be available tuesdays and wednesdays uh and one is a european focused show and the other is an american uh for focused show so all things uh, Premier League and all the leagues out there and international competitions uh, on Mondays and then Tuesdays uh, MLS NWSL. Uh, we got a bunch of uh, really cool interviews uh coming up soon where we're, we're I'll, I'll you know we, we have a Mexican national teamer uh, who will be on the show uh very soon so you just look out for that that's um, right the
2: Mexican um, national lacrosse team
1: uh. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so yeah so a lot of really fun stuff uh, coming down the pipeline
0: is it is it a little p is that who it is
2: yeah no no, no he plays he uh he, he still plays for the mexican national team this one
0: okay all right all right well, i look forward to that i look forward to talking to y'all again soon but for now gentlemen thank y'all both uh so much for being here listeners thank you all so much for joining us and we'll talk to you all again very soon